Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Early by mistake. Looking around at some of you, you're always late, so that's not you. But there are some people who arrive early. I heard recently of a, it was in the summer, of a family that went to the checking desk at Heathrow Airport only to find that the husband had booked the flight a week later. And they were there a week early. It came and hit the press because the man was berating the... You've got it wrong. No, actually, mate, you got it wrong. I don't know whether you've ever had an experience like that where you've been too early. It was quite funny. I was reflecting. I've got permission from my mother-in-law who's here today. There's a bit of a running joke because I talk about age. I'm not ageist, but I'm still 30 in my mind. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm 18 in my mind. Okay. Anybody with me who knows what I'm talking about? Okay. There we go. It's you youngers. you like, oh, I got a clue. Okay. But we have this bit of a running joke and it's, it's also helped by the fact that I know I'm going to be in trouble for this, but my wife is older than me. Okay. Only by six months but it's a big six months, okay? And um, so it comes to the day, well, lead up to my birthday week, and my mum-in-law, we've got a WhatsApp group with uh, the family, and she sends uh, birthday greetings to me on October the 14th, wishing me happy birthday, and then people, family followed, and it took Caroline to say, you've got the wrong day. You're a day early, okay? You're a day early. And my mum-in-law was a day early, and sometimes we can be early with stuff and with things. I say all that because as I look at the light, you just think Jesus was revealed in the New Testament. But actually, he was revealed 740 years early. Because there was a man by the name of Isaiah who wrote about it. And we're going to come to that in a moment. It was a birth announcement that was 740 years early. Get that. And it reads in Isaiah in chapter 9 and verses 2 and 6 and 7. And we're going to read them on the screens. The prophet says this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land Of deep darkness a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he'll be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. It's also interesting to note if you're interested in this. But Isaiah in the previous two chapters. In Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Goes a step further. Because again. He speaks about the Lord coming to earth in Isaiah 7 verse 14. It says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. I have people who say to me as a pastor, well, all this Bible stuff, it all, doesn't all connect. And where does it connect with history? And where does it connect with science? And where does it connect with the world? I want to tell you tonight very clearly, the pages of the Bible knit together beautifully and seamlessly. They foretell and they also confirm that which was concealed, hidden, is now revealed. And that is what we sung about. That which was concealed, a saviour has now been revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. But it's interesting to know, let's just for a moment go back to the first verses. Because it says this in verse 2. 
the people walking in darkness. You may ask yourself, well, what is this darkness? Is it just the light being turned off? No, it's far deeper, far greater, far more serious, far more profound for every single person. Because this darkness that we talk about was described in the video, and it's a darkness that all of us, every single one of us, have known in our lives. Let me give you some words to describe it. It could be the darkness of debt, of disease, of despair. How about the darkness of disgrace and depression and disaster? What about the darkness of dismay and desperation? What about the darkness of division, of destruction? What about the darkness, ultimately, of death? When you go to a football match, you expect to have certain things. You're going to pay a few quid to get in, depending where you're going. A lot of money if it's premiership, not as much money if it's more local league. You know there's going to be a linesman, you know there's going to be a referee, you know there's going to be some chanting from either side, you know you're going to get a pie, and you might even get a pint. You know there's going to be a few people score, if you're lucky, you know what you're coming to. Let me be clear tonight, you knew what you were coming to at church, so just hold on to your seats, because I want to give you a message. We've sung some songs, we've prayed, and there's another thing that we do is we preach a message. We believe it passionately here. We are a lively church. We are a contemporary church, but we're also a Bible-believing church. And the darkness is a consequence of sin. And every single one of us have walked and have lived and maybe are living in a place of darkness and a place of sin. I say all this because the theme of this year is terrific. Because I've been pained this year. More than any other year that I've ever lived in the earth. I've been pained by what I see and by what I hear and by what I read about both locally and globally. If you're wondering what on earth am I on about, I, I, look, look around you, watch the news, read the reports. of People being trafficking, the abuse of women and children, the poverty across the world, the anger on the streets, the trolling and abuse, the control the evil deeds that people do, the tyranny of leadership that oppress and condemn, the deprivation and chaos, addiction, hopelessness, helplessness that surrounds estates and neighborhoods. You may say, that's not very positive. It's going to get better. It's bleak. And I put this in purposely because I want to be very respectful and always am of those who serve in a civic duty, but with all due respect to our politicians and to our council and our councillors and to our police and to our educators and to those who are in medicine, who we honour and respect, they cannot be expected to fix the ills and the evils of this world because the tide of darkness and sin is relentless and has been in every decade and every era. Please do not say, go and read some history. If you say that this is the worst it's ever been, go and read some history. You will need to go back many hundreds of years and you'll see the, 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 the darkness that surrounds us today was relevant there. What is the answer? Well, we read it in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. Let's go back there. The people walking in darkness 
They have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has come. A light has dawned. And then it goes on to explain who this light is. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The antidote to darkness and sin is Jesus. The light has dawned and his love. What you are going through, what I have gone through, what we are going through, the antidote is always Jesus. As we embrace his love and his forgiveness and his grace that is available to every person. Jesus has the power to break every chain of darkness that is over our light. And I love this second part of the verse Because it gives us hope into the darkness. What we've become devoid of, certainly in this nation and across the nations of the world, is hope. And this is God's message that he sent Jesus, his son, came from heaven to earth. Why? Because heaven was compelled by love because of the darkness that they saw the people walking in and saw us walking in. Jesus is the light of the world. In John 8 and verse 12, Jesus says this, I am the light of the world and he who follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Let me tell you, Jesus and heaven and God the Father, they're always concerned for people. We're concerned about our planet. We're concerned about our animals. We must look after those things very carefully. But let me tell you, the prize is always people. God loves people. It's always the prize. God came to earth for people. And if you're wondering why on earth do we do what we do at Arena Church and aren't there a crazy bunch down there on that corner? Well, we're a little crazy, but we're not deranged, okay? You'll be pleased to know, okay? We've, we've, we've just got a hope in our hearts. We really have. And why we do what we do is because we want to love and serve all ages. We love the fact that kids are here. That's why we have kids' church every Sunday. We love things amongst young people. We love seniors. That's why we had a great senior event yesterday. We love all kinds of people. Rich, poor, black, white, wealthy, poor. We're not bothered. We just love the fact that we get to love on people. Why? Because that's the heart of heaven. We like to say it this way, everybody is somebody at Arena Church. We believe that that's a mantra from heaven. Let me be clear as well for those who aren't sure, because you may have come from some kinds of thinking and studying and education. This This light that I'm talking about is not a force. It's not an energy. It's a person who we can have a relationship with and he's been given a name an identity, a personality. He, in fact, he, even more than that, he was given a purpose. He was given a mission. And we're talking about Jesus. I love the fact that he describes him as a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace. If you are in need of good counsel today, then he is the wonderful counselor. If you need strength, if you need comfort of a good father, if you are desperate for peace, it's all wrapped up in Jesus. And Jesus truly is the light that shines 
in the darkness. Now as I draw this message to a close, some of you are old enough to remember 2012, I believe it was, the Olympic torch that came onto our streets in, the, in this nation. It was 2012, was it? Yeah, 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 right. I thought you looked all blank then. I thought, oh my goodness, have I got it wrong? Okay, 2012. And I remember we were in Ireland actually, and we, we were in Northern Ireland, and, and the torch had gone through that area, and people were lining the streets, and there was parties, and there was great celebration as they welcomed the light. Can I leave you three things? I believe these three things will happen to every single one of you. Let me be blunt with you because I might only get this opportunity. If you are in desperation, if you think there's no hope for you, these are things for you. If you're a do-gooder, please listen in. Because actually all of us have fallen short. And if we will welcome the light of Jesus, then these three things will happen. First of all, light reveals I'm not going to do it, but if we said flick on the lights, it would reveal. You see, that which was hidden is now revealed. And as you welcome the light of Jesus, you'll begin to see more clearly. You don't need to go to Specsavers. You just need to embrace this message. And Jesus will really help you to see. You see, what I realized in my life, this is my, this is my story. This, this was my life full of embarrassment and shame, taken away. And the darkness of my heart and life was cleansed. No more shame. No more shame. No more embarrassment. Forgiven. Why? Because of Jesus the light. Because it reveals. And I love the fact that we've read it, Helen already read it, from Luke 2 verse 10. It's probably my famous Christmas verse, my favorite Christmas verse. And it says from the angels to the shepherds, I love the fact that God came to ordinary man first. <laughs> and he says this, the angel said to them, don't be afraid. Are you in fear? This is a message for you. Don't be afraid. Because I bring you good news of great joy for all people. This light reveals. Secondly, this light illuminates. I actually do have the spotlight on me at this particular time. For those who have been fortunate enough to go to West End and pantomimes and school productions, what happens is in that moment, boom, the spotlight lands on a star. And it brings spotlight to the stage. And it draws attention to the main star. I'm not the main star, you'll be pleased to know, and without you all heckling me and saying, we knew that, okay? Who's the main star? I'll go again, the light of Jesus, because the light of Jesus brings attention to God the Father. And why does he illuminate? Because Jesus reveals God's love and passion and delight in you. Just really quickly, because I'm doing well on time. Some of you, I'm sorry if you've had a bad experience of church. I'm sorry if you've been lambasted. I'm sorry if a Christian's not been kind to you and not lived it out. Don't write off God because of the bad experience. Because I want to tell you, God is God. And God wants to do good things to all of our lives. And God's love wants to come to every one of us. Stuff happens to us all. I don't live in this bubble. It's hard at times. But God's love. This man on the front, our teaching pastor, would use it this way. The rush of God's love. It's overwhelming. Don't resist it. Even tonight, even this season, please don't resist. The love, 
that God has for you. And lastly, light glorifies. No, it doesn't just illuminate, it doesn't just reveal. It glorifies. It glorifies. You see, when we allow the light of Christ to come, it glorifies. And we actually worship beyond ourselves. That's the problem. We're all worshiping all kinds of things. They're usually self-driven. But we're encouraged to worship the King. We see light glorifies and we see Jesus and we worship him. It's interesting, isn't it? Two occasions we see shepherds and wise men. And what were they led by? Light. The angels came and the wise men, the star came. It's in all in the story. It's all there for everybody to see. And what was the response of both groups? They bowed down and they worshipped him. (laughs) The light that I'm speaking of, Jesus, is worthy of your worship. He's worthy of your praise. And can I just simply say, may we all come and worship and adore and praise him. The Bible says in Philippians 2, verse 9 to 11, that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So let me just finish up by saying this. Please, in the festivities and joy of Christmas that we love, you can see, We love all Santa. You're all going to get a gift. The kids are anyway. Don't have any big kids down there trying to get you whatever it is. All right? You'll be kicked out. All right? We we, we love the tinsel. We love the joy. We love the festivities and the drinks and the food. We're into all that, guys. Arena Church loves all that. It's okay. Just tap the neighbor and say, Arena Church is into all that because I think you need waking up a bit. We love all of that. But let me tell you, the reason why we exist... It's because of the light. Please can I encourage you, don't continue to walk the pathway of darkness, haunted and ridiculed by the voices of evil, and some of you are haunted and ridiculed on a regular basis. May God's love, embrace, envelop you and overwhelm you. Can I encourage you, change direction. Come and walk the pathway of light. I've spoken to many people who've been at the point of death and numbers of them in their final moments of passing, those who knew the the Lord, they had a relationship with Jesus. Occasionally some would say, I'd see a light. And they articulate it as a light and they're filled with peace and calm in the midst of their passing moments. Why is that? I believe they've got a glimpse of heaven which is full of light. They've They've got a glimpse of paradise. They've got a glimpse of our Saviour. And this light is Jesus. He offers a new path on which he lights, upon which the light shines. And on this pathway, you'll hear the tender voice of Jesus. I said recently to our church congregation, every time I hear Jesus speak to me, just quietly in my heart, not audibly, quietly in my heart, it's always tender. Never condemn him. It's always love him. And Jesus will come and will speak lovingly and peaceably and graciously to you and will walk with you on this new road that you're finding. And by the way, it's without exception. As we close, I'm going to pray. Tim and Helen, who lead our Ilkeston campus here, Tim is going to come up and just present something to you just for a moment that you can just take from us as a church but I'd like to just pray for each and every one of you to get a sense that some of you are in darkness. 
Some of you are struggling. Some of you are hurting. And we get it. But Jesus wants to come in this moment and draw close to each and every one of us. So can I ask every child? You're going to be, you're perfect. It's the adults we have to watch, kids. It's the adults we have to watch. I wonder if we all just close our eyes just for concentration. Just bow our heads. Let me pray for each and every one of you. Father, we thank you that the light has shined in the darkness. I pray, Lord, that we would get beyond what the world has told us the Christmas message is all about. And we really will understand the reason for this season is Jesus, God's love, came into the earth for all people to bring good news of great joy. I pray for those who are in darkness, those who are in pain, those who are suffering, those who are hurting, that under the sound of my voice, they would know the peace of God. They would know the rush of God's love in this moment. I pray, Lord, that this message and this service would not leave people quickly or easily. And as we walk into the next week and then we enjoy the festivities, may we remember what we've heard today. Your great love, your great compassion, the light that shines to the world. And we ask this in Jesus' name. I speak blessing over every family, over every child, over this community. I pray the blessing of God over all the politicians, over all those who work in local council and government. I pray that they would know the peace of God at this time.